0: Okay, so in yesterday's shir, today's Dach we don't learn is daf Lamed Hay, we were discussing discussing the sandal musumar. Um, this was the reinforced uh, sandal, sandal that had um, all these nails in the base of it. And there were different reasons for the Xerwa why, why one cannot wear them on Shabbat. So the Gemara now begins. Yes, so kama How many nails must there be in it that it's a problematic? Meaning, is it just any nails in the bottom? No, all shoes were reinforced. The, the issue with the sandal musumar that it was really reinforced with lots of nails so the question is, how many is okay? So Rabbi Yochanan says, actually, Chamesh, Chamesha, chamisha Torah, the five, presumably, on each shoe would be enough. That would be okay. Um, provide, and then, and the siman to remember this is like the Chamesha It's not that it, that's the source of it. It's just a siman to remember. Okay. So Rabbi Chanina, Amar Shiva, actually seven, because it says, So this is in Pacha Bezot and there, the Rebbe explains, da davecha, U'chiyamecha is your days will be your strength. And the first part of the Pasuk is, Barzal u'nechoshet minalecha. Talking about, metal and iron being your shoes and therefore you see the association is mecha. that's your siman that it's seven that if it had seven nails it would be fine it's actually tishat nine and rabbi hayano ten shloshes rebeze mashmerot mishmerot sorry i should say so if you remember in the if the, the 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 coin would Koinim would divide into twenty-four mishmarot, each would work a different week in the basic Migdash. That's won't work in the Basin Migdash every single week. They were rotated in a rota- like it was a rotation basis. And just for, your, for just for completeness, each, each mishmar was broken into batayav as well. So Kohenim might only work a one day within that week, and then it comes to Yom know, that There's a, another system there. However. The important thing is, he is Simon was the Mishmarot. Now, the question is, why do you put 11 in one and 13 in the other? Why not 12 and 12? And the Korbanator here explains with Nezugot. If you remember, we you learn the Babla, I think it's Mishmash Topsach, they talk about there were Choshesh um, There was a problem of doing things in pairs, right? Uh, certain bad things associated with it. We're not really Choshesh for that now. But he was Hosh that's why he did 13, 1, 11, 11, and the other, so it wouldn't be in pairs. Now, what's the Siman, to remember that? It's it's, it's actually it's K'masmerot n-tuim. Now, here, it's a, it's a Pasuk in Kohelet. The divrecha chamim kedarbanot, K'masmerot Netuim. They're like implanted uh, nails. Now, interestingly, the word Masmer is normally with a Samech. The fact that it's mentioned with a Sin, which could be read as Mishmerot, Ma mishmort af masmerim esrim arba. That's, that's the same one, if you like, from the Pasuk there. So Rabbi yeah. Yosef Amar ha'amar, klei bait eino masmerim. So what a clay bite or kilbit is, some people have a girsa. that's referring to nails that aren't like normal, more like a staple, okay? So if they were reinforced with staples, that wasn't part of the xer. The xer is only part to masmero. Now, Reb Zira Reb red barzav, the ma'u name al-gavi sandal Can I put all of these... All the 24 presumably, on one sandal. Okay? As Reb Chaim says, Kol Can I put them all on one sandal? And not split it between the two. So Amar Shari. Then I asks, Ma'u al Min al Min'al is actually a echad. Also he says Shari. Now Reb Chaim gets a, um, focuses on this point because he says in the Bavli, it was only regarding a sandal mesumar and not a Min al mesumar. Because the Bavli says, The Chachamim lo ka'ina Because the incident occurred, again, the, the, as you explained, that the, where there was a stampede as a result of the Sandal Musumar, it was associated with the Sandal Musumar, therefore they restricted the Sandal Musumar itself. However, as we've seen, Yerushalmi brings other reasons for the why the Sandal Musumar was also, not just because of the incident occurred, also because, we said before, because, um, because women that were pregnant could uh, be scared of either the shape of it or the sound of it, and therefore, it is actually applies not just to sandalim, but also minalim as well. If you have a difference in sandal, the minal is uh, minal sort of the leather wraps around the whole foot as well. Okay, much like a shoe, I guess. Let's continue. So what happens if someone has mud stuck on their shoes? So what the Gemara is saying now, you cannot scrape it off. Minal, you cannot scrape it with a knife. But what you can do is you can wash it off. Now, what's the issue of scraping it off? The issue is, is that, I'll just read, it. It says, if there's some sort of mud stuck to it, or clay or something like that, or you want to scrape it off, you cannot scrape it off with a knife, because you run the risk of peeling off some of the um, some of the leather, one of the malachas and Shabbos is when they used to get, uh, when they got the hide off and they'd scrape it down, scrape it off to remove the hair and the like, and that was that smoothing off process, is a malachot, a malachot. Now, you run the risk if you, if you use a knife to, to clean off your shoes, you'll end up being mehmach. That's the explanation here. But you can wash it off. Okay. Now, importantly, we're dealing with leather shoes because it was, you know, fabric, you got issues of, um, laundering and the like if you used water to wash it off. Now, Rav Crispa, Crispa sorry, B'Shem Rav Yochanan, Talmud Ruba Amrin, Harishonim, so we've got a difference in terms of the the time span within Rebbe Khi Aruba. Rebbe Khi Aruba had different Talmudim. The first Talmudim said, "Oh, you're allowed to megared." However, the later one said, "You're not allowed to." shalat They asked Rebbe, Amar, and he said, "Ein megared." Okay. Amar Rebzira ha'azed chad min Talmud Talmidu yaita Rebbechi Aruba. Ah, you see here, despite the fact we had this, uh, they gave over that the first Talmudim said it was on the later later Talmudim said it was Asur. We see the Rebbe who was one of the earlier Talmudim said it was Asur. So he says, Yatsa, if you like, we can disregard, if you like, the account of the earlier teaching, because you see one of the earlier Talmudim actually also said it's Asur. Okay. But then Khanina says, He says, look, you're allowed to scrape it off. But you're not but you should you should use the back of a knife, not the knife itself. Not the the blade of it as well. Now the question is what's a machlok between Megardin or not, whether you can or not? And the machlok it is is in other words, why did the early Talmudim said it was okay? That is because Chaim says, because it's what's you're not mitkaven. And the and the assumption is also love psychresha. So the vashi in the Mitkaven is not sikreisha, therefore they rationalize it was okay. However, it seems to be that the latter Talmudim says that the situation is actually different. There should be asked. So, and that's why you see, even though Rabbi Yossi, Yossi, ben Yossi um, says you can Magardi with a sakin if you use the back of a sakin, right? That way, I guess it's not a sick that's definitely going to scrape it off. So Amrav, <speaking> Amrav Chia Bar Ashi, Nagin Habin Yatvin Kamei, Rebbe. We used to know like to see before Rebbe. And Mashrin Mazag, or Meshazgin Avalon Magardin. When our shoes got muddy, what would we do? They would, um, they would wash it off either with oil, it's important they're washing off with oil, see in a moment, because I have to differentiate soon, or wash it off with water, but they wouldn't scrape it off, again, for that concern. So, and the Gemara says, and then it continues. Min so what's interesting here is you're not allowed to rub oil on shoes. Now, what's the difference in what we just said? So Rukhain says the difference is as follows What's your intention when you're pouring the oil on it? If it's letzach tzeach, if you're treating the, the the shoe with oil to give it a shine or things like that, then that's asur. That's like ma'abed, I think. About, but if you're used to using the oil as a means of cleaning it off, the mud that was there, then it would be okay, like washing off with water. That's how it differentiates. Okay, now that we've mentioned the fact you're not allowed to sachim manalim you're not allowed to treat these shoes or sandals with oil. It says lo raglo you're, let's say someone's foot is already inside a shoe, a sandal, or a shoe. You're not allowed to rub oil on that shoe, on that foot. Why? Rebbe Chaim says here is because in that case the upper you have to are regular, despite the fact you're intending to put the oil on your foot. Mm-hmm. it Appears like that's what Rebbe Chaim explains. Other may explain it differently, but it appears like you're doing it intentionally to treat the um true. About what you can do, about what you can do, let's say you've got something wrong with your foot, you can treat it with this oil or rub it down, and then you can place it in the shoe. Despite the fact, yes, the oil in the foot might improve or impact the uh, the shoe or the sandal, that's not necessarily a problem. Okay, it's not a hashash, and also it doesn't appear like you're doing it deliberately. Let's continue. So this Katuvlaya is a big tavla shell or. Like this big uh, leather tavla. It's like a board, if you like. But it's like a plate. And it says that despite the fact that, again, through the process, it's a bit like putting putting the oil on your foot and putting the shoe. Through the process, it's actually going to help and assist and treat the hide. Nonetheless, your intention is to have a means of rubbing it all over your body. Okay. So therefore, it doesn't, therefore, it's not a problem. Now, this last part's an interesting piece. It says, Now, what are we talking about here? Now, the, the just so we can keep the gears in place, I'll just mention the corboneda first. The corboneda explains it differently. He says, What are you doing? You're putting the or or shalok uh simimeno mishtakod, l shulchan and and you're putting it on top of the shayish. Meaning, if you're putting it on top of this lever on top of the shayish, and then you're rolling over it, it appears more that you're doing to treat the 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 hide because because the shayish itself is not going to absorb any of it. And the whole thing's going to be therefore absorbed in the hide. In other words, the way Korbanator explains it: if it's on the floor. And you're using this hide, you're putting the oil on it to roll it and, and make sure the oil gets on your back in like areas you can't reach. That's why I assume he's rolling on rolling on the ground. And the oil is spilling on all these other places anyway, then it doesn't look like you necessarily are doing it for to treat the the hide. However, if it's on a surface where the oil's only going to be absorbed by the hide, then it's no good. That's the way Korbanet explains it. However, Reb Chaim says, really, this whole piece shouldn't even be here, bichlal. This whole piece about what does it mean to putting it on Shayish? He says, What's it talking about? This is a concept we've seen back back in Trumat and Schwit. We're talking about Shemitah oil. I'll read you, I'll uh, read you, Reb Chaim. He says, <laughs> This has been slept in from the, what we saw in Meseth HaShviet. <laughs> because what we're learning about Shabbos also applies to Shemitah. Meaning, Because <laughs> also you're not allowed to use, just as you're not allowed to treat Shoes with oil on Shabbos because you're tanning it. Also, you're not allowed to oil to treat your shoes because again, shmitta oil, if you remember, is for consumption, not for your kelim. Okay. And there, this is this statement is relevant. The you the put the oil on this tavla. Mean the oil directly on this shayish board. Uh, oh, oh, not really bored, you know what I mean, like a stone, a, a slab, that's probably better. Because it's impossible for you to, as you're rolling on this shayish, to absorb all the oil, like to collect all the oil on your body. And it'll appear, that you'll see, you'll find out that you're going to be wasting shem And he says, we find the same thing about trumot, the same type of idea even though that rub through my skin, you know, on a because it says, the Gazu Ato That's a different reason because we could say you might put it on a shel or now. So therefore, what is he saying? He says, this little piece really shouldn't be here. It's called Nigra Nigra Argav. It's really related to Mesetta, it's an Indian related to Schmidt And it's talking about really should be related to oil that has Schmidt. Then you can't put it on, you can't say put it on the shayish and roll in it because you'll end up wasting some of the shmita oil. Okay, because it won't all be absorbed. You won't be able to collect it all onto the body. Okay, so if you want, you can take that out, or you can leave it in, like the corvadah. Hope that was clear. Let's continue. You're not allowed to wear new shoes on Shabbos. Okay, on new sandalim. Why? Elim can unless you've already worn them, but you've broken them in. Now the concern is why? Because you might find it very sore as you're wearing these new shoes and take them off and carry them in Rosh Hashanah. That's why the a shalom. That's a concern of the Rosh Hashanah. So how much do you have to walk with them? It says Bene barate de bar kafra, the the sons of the daughters of bar kafra, so the, the daughter of bar kafra. Sorry, amrin mi Bait rava de bar kafra from the beit midrash of bar kafra until the beit midrash of rav So it was a yadua distance. they so have to walk in it, break in it in. I mean those in sipor. It says min, min de from the Babylonian shul and dar, darate. So, Darte de Reb until Barchenina from the from that shul, that distance from that shul until the chatzir of Reb Chama Barchenina, and Tivraya those from, from Tiveria are from the big the, the big base midrash and until the Chanut Reb Okay, let's look now. This next sugya, what we're doing this is this actually comes from a Tzavter and Caleb, and it's talking about. When is a sandal, how damaged is that to be that's not considered a clear anymore. Now, a sandal again is exposed. You've got sort of a lot of parts to a sandal. You've got the sort of arms that come up, if you like, through which the, the laces are threaded. Okay, and, and there's actually a discussion of what all these pieces are, we'll see in a moment. Anyway, So one understanding of Oznav, right Ray Rachim explains it is the pieces of leather that come up from the side of the shoes that have like holes in them, in which the Laces or the straps connect to fasten it on your foot. Okay. Then he says, um, so if one of those break, mm-hmm. now here says, um, he says they're the actual straps themselves. Whereas the Korban Ada says that these are actually other pieces of ore on the side that might flap that you used to pull it on your foot. Okay. It's a bit like, I don't know, you, you know, these work boots, blundstones. You've got that loop at the back to pull the shoe on. It sounds like they had them on the sandal as well. That's, what it, that's, that's the way the Koromaneh seems to explain it. And so if one of them breaks, next, chavatav she so not one of them, both of them. I'm, I'm confusing with the next part. If either both osnain break off, or the chavatav broke, or tav break, and um, so, Taras Yotav, again, here, the, the says, these are, these are actually the straps. He, his mafarasha Whereas, um, Reb Chaim says it's the thing that connects the straps, to the two, the Oznaim. Okay. But if things break off, or Shapursha Shah or the soul comes off, in all the situations, it's now completely broken. It's also irreparable. Okay. And therefore, it's not considered a cli. And once it's not considered a kli, it is now tahor. Because we know that if you have a kli, a vessel, something that's functional, then it's acceptable to tuma. If it was tameh and then breaks, then it's tahor. So, or if it breaks, it's not susceptible to tuma anymore. So this is once one of these things happen to it, it loses it, the ears, the oznav, chavatav, tresav, or the soul falls off, it's broken, it's tahor. Okay? Nifse me oznav. what if only one of them break off? One of the chavatav broke off, or tarsiotav, or a majority of the soul broke off. We'll discuss exactly what that means later. Then it's still tameh. Why is it still tameh? Is it a broken? Now Reb Chaim says here, and this is important. When it, let's look at the focus on the case with one of the oznab. That's a part that comes up from the side of the sandal in which they would loop in the straps. That's the way Reb Chaim explained it before, and he says that is because It's still a cleat. The an interesting Pshat here, that since it's repairable, then it's still considered a cleave. That's funny because normally we say that once it's broken, even if it's repairable, it's broken, it's broken, it's da'or. But he says it doesn't matter because it's Chazilitkune, it's it's repairable. Or Beresha, now you'll have to, you'll see later on that it must also be, Rukhlaim says this later, it also still has to be Ra'ul Shimuch Tzad still has to be somewhat still functional. Because if it was completely not functional, then it wouldn't be a cleat. But you'll see why he says this later. But let's continue. <laughs> the reason why the ratio, all those things, when they say both of those not broke off, is Because you couldn't, it wasn't repairable. Now, what do you mean? Why is if one ear breaks off, it's repairable. But if two of the ears break off, it's not repairable. He says, because... Because it's only if the inside ear breaks off that it's still repairable. The one inside meaning the one between your two legs. Because if the outer one breaks off, then you wouldn't want to repair it. Because it's clear that this shoe is repaired. And people can see, because it's exposed on the outside, this was broken repaired and it's a G'nai, people don't want to wear shoes that look tattered, therefore, he'll cut that way in the Reisha, when both sides break off, then it's not right. We let it go. But when one of them break off, tame. and he says, even if if the other one breaks off, because the sandals were more, like a simple than our shoes, and the cut of the matzah lemipach, nahal shil yimien lemismol, because what you could do, you could left shoe and put on your right shoe, And now the outside one that broke off will become the inside one. So therefore, as long as if one of the ears break off, then it's still repairable in a way that you'd still want to wear it. Because you just make the side that was broken towards the inside and get that part repaired and won't be noticeable that it was repaired. Okay? Okay. And the same logic applies to all these other things as well. Okay? Um, Um, here depends on a social definition. Well, it, I don't, I, I, I don't it, like how it looks. I don't like how it looks, and therefore it's not Nitan litikun, and and it's not Tome. So, but when, when it, it comes to Kalim, this, I mean, this is something we should look, look at. I mean, it's a shame there's no Gemara's on Tarot, but, um, but it's always got to do with is it functional? Is it useful? Can I use it? Right. So, but it but seems I, to be when it not comes physically. To... Not Sorry? physically if I can use it, if, Correct. It's, if I want to use it. No, no, I but a want- cleave function is what's called fit for purpose. For example, a lot of these things, are, is it long enough? Is it deep enough? Is the hole too big for me to use it, whatever, what I, what I want to use it for. And exactly. what's interesting, though, you sometimes see when it comes to k that that depends on your intended use, how you want to use it, that would define how big a break has to be. So you can see that it can be sub- that the the function of a cle can be can be subjective, to a certain extent. Okay, yeah. so, so it seems to be with clothing itself that if no one's going to want to use it because it's broken a particular way, then it's broken, right? Yes, but but other other times we'll say, oh, you know, if you could use it in a macom de hook, right? You have nothing else. You're in the desert or de you know, so it doesn't matter how it looks. Okay, so the the point is here that the difference is here. It's actually still broken, right? But we're throwing in a new fact that we that we don't see elsewhere. That is whether it's repairable or not. Right. Okay. So that's different as opposed to, I mean, we don't see I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, not an expert in tarot. We don't usually see this is because it's repairable, therefore it's tame or Tahor. Normally it says is it functional now or not? And it seems to be here right. when one falls off. It's not well, as I said to you, it's not that it's completely it's it's, it's still a little bit useful. So it's a funny position. I I will tell you why it's a little bit useful. It's coming will be important in a moment, but let's um let's progress, which is we're going we're gonna go very over time if I know. Okay, so Rabbi Yehuda says, "Hapnimit meav He says if the inside breaks off, then it's meav; the outside one, it's the hora, because he says we don't switch shoes. Okay, in other words, that's why it depends which one it is. Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha says, "Rabbi Taiv Khanin Bar Ba Beshim Rav says halach Rabbi Yehuda shabas. Shabbos halach is like Rabbi Yehuda le'inian Shabbos." Okay. And Rav Shmuel, now here, Ruch switches around a bit, but I will just continue as it is. Rav Shmuel barabaravitsa kabale ubda. Shalach le He had an incident with a shoe, and he asked a question to Ravchia barba. cholkin ba tuma kachol Shabbos. In other words, we see that why we bring this Indian of tarot, because as soon as it's not a cleave for tarot, it's not a cleave for Shabbos, and you wouldn't wear, be able to wear it on Shabbos. That's that's why we're assigning the two. If it's still a cleave for Tuma, then it's still a shoe on Shabbos you'd be able to wear it. That's the association. But he paskin like the Rabbanan in terms of as long as one fell off because I got switch shoes, it's still a cleave. So bar Shama Meimar But one second, we saw we heard we heard previously that Halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. That's also in the name of Rav. Rather morally, he ruled like Rabbanan. So, Rav Achav Bar Yitzchak, Hava Li Ubi, also had incident. Shal le Reb and Reb Zira shal Rab Imi Amarlo Lo Kedivrei Mishu Metame. It's Mutar Letzat Pot. Switch the gears here, Ukdivrei Mishu Metahir. It's also Letzat Pot. In other words, Vilaflek Beiklum. All he did in response to the question was to say, "Yes, the two sugyot are aligned." Meaning, if it's a source of, if it's Metame. Meaning the sandal still a clear so it's acceptable to tuma. Then it's muta lezepo, then you're allowed to wear on Shabbos. And if it's matara, I meaning it's longer clear, you're not allowed to wear it Shabbos. But the problem is, he didn't actually pass in either way. Okay. So now, tani, tani. Now, this is why, this statement here is why I said to you that it's not completely not functional. It has to be somewhat functional. Why? Because it says if it, one of the, if it breaks, then you'll be able to you be able to mail by him ad shumaqia ad petachero okay you be able to wear it until you get to the chater now I'll already rabaimi he says he says it says va'kor in other words uh, he says shloch rikulan yakhrosh sirabim over carmelit ma kom shorabim betzim sham ve'inu nishmar aval kem shemagia le petachero to lo te'u bahem in other words if it breaks in such a way then when you get to the you can still wear it but when you go to chater you got to just you got to put it away place where it won't get along the mushamer why we have to say they're still somewhat a little bit functional, but despite the fact that tuma this is where the boy for ears break off, that it would be tavor. nonetheless it's inyan is still somewhat shiny. In other words, this is the first insight that we're saying that actually it might not be a hundred percent aligned the din of tuma and Shabbos. The spot that could be tower, if it's somewhat still functional, yes, you're not allowed to really wear it on Shabbos. Ideally, but if it broke on Shabbos, you can wear it up until you get to a place that's mishumid, that makes The make you abandon it. Okay. So Rav Zira, have a If the sandal the they were walking around, and the sandal of Rav broke. Mind the matun In other words, no one said anything. He kept walking with the sandal, and when he got to the chaser, Amarle, oh, here. The pulley, pulley is the petachatzer. He says, oh, we've arrived. The, we, we've reached a petachatzer now," indicating that now you should take off the shoe. Okay, this is as a, this is a proof of the psak of the Gemara. Rabacha karech savnaya alav So Rabacha wrapped a savnaya. Savnaya, is some sort of a reed. He says savuna. Uh, he says. This karach gemi, I was right. Yeah, al sandal kadesh. You know it wouldn't fall off, and we assume the gemi itself wasn't mukta because it was chazilamachel It It's like fit for animal food. And Rav Avahu karich agida Malvanike. Malvanike is some sort of esev that's chazilirufua That's some has medicine. So it's and and he also wrapped that around it. Now the problem is you're not allowed to take medicines on Shabbos. So Sabrav Avahu says agud melipniyim in amuchanu. He 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 held that because this is also fit for animal food, that's why it wasn't Mukta Was able to so so reinforce the shoe uh, that broke on Shabbat. So says la So what it means is that Rav when his shoe broke, he threw it in the store of a different explanation. Is it a baker? Rav says it's actually like a jewelry shop. There's two ways explaining it. However, the idea is once again, once he got to a place in the shumar, that's where he disposed, uh, he put it. It says, It says, despite the fact, have uh, Sidra metallically, despite the fact it wasn't that much further till he got to his Beit midrash. Nonetheless, that's where he 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 threw it. So if you you're kind of buying... it's not attacking clear. Oh, wrapping it up. Well, he wasn't attacking clear, I think he was just holding it on himself. It's like wrapping a scarf around it, like, like something. It's not he wasn't repairing the shoe. Okay? And the, you're talking about the case of the reeds, right? But these other ones where they disposed of it, they disposed of it. Okay, now. Ravim Maula La Can I wear on Shabbos my left shoe or my right shoe? Okay. Is it considered a masoy or not? Samali, he says, no, shari. It's um it is permitted. He says it's permitted, it's fine. However, can, even though I think it's okay to wear the, the shoes on the wrong feet, it would be considered a masoi, it would be considered wearing. I need you to find another zakin to support me, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on my own here. And he, and he him. In other words, he also says his muta, Malbush. I'm proving to you that it's a min malbush, that it's actually considered like clothing, because we learnt by the denim of a, of a of chalitza. Despite the fact there's a machloka, whether the chalitza has to be exclusively done on the right foot, meaning the widow, when she's uh, in order to be able to go and marry somebody else, when she pumps chalitza, she moves a shoe from her late husband's brother, from a common father. And that's be done for that, part of the, as part of the process of chalitza. That she removes her shoe from the right foot. The machlok, whether it can be left foot or not. But the point is, if the, if it was his left shoe was on his right foot, then it would still be okay. So you see that wearing a shoe on the wrong foot is considered levisha, otherwise, it's not considered chalitz. It's not considered she's removing the shoe. Okay. Now, what are we talking about? We said if the sole comes off, berubal, that is only if it's now here changed to the girasa. Rabchaim says, that's when it's sort of majority of the sole has come off along the width of it, like that. Because then it's still, you can still walk with it. Sort of on the side of your foot, if you bit. you could still walk with it. If it went along the length of it, then Then we actually need it. To, we need it to, if it was going lengthwise, then majority coming off wouldn't be really uh, useful. You wouldn't be able to walk with it. You'd have to be a majority left. Okay. That's because qualifying the Mishnah. Okay. Let's go back to the, what we're discussing the Mishnah now. Now the Mishnah says you're not allowed to walk out with one shoe on. Now, this we gave a few explanations when we left the Mishnah, but here the Gemara is now saying that the reason is because of chashad suspicion. In other words, if you see uh, someone walking with one shoe, Shalomu, people will say, they'll think, oh, why is there one shoe? The other one is, must be broken. Where's the shoe that broke? And he's carrying it under his arm and I can't see it. So that if someone's walking with one shoe on Shabbat, people think, oh, that's because his shoe broke and he's carrying on Shabbos. Okay? That's why you can't walk with one shoe. However, that's provided that he doesn't have an injury on his foot. However, if he did, then he would be able to go with one shoe. So I'm yesh makah who not ten. the Gemara says. Now, the question is, on what foot would they put the shoe? If, if uh, someone had an injured shoe, that we said, if yesh makah, then you can go out with one shoe. When does the Gemara say? Then what's, what's the case? So, alei mehen who not so Shmuel amar we We're talking about he puts on another shoe. In other words, he can't put on the injured shoe because it hurts. Like people have a bandaged foot, they don't wear shoe around him, they wear very broad sneakers. That's the idea. So Imo mer because if you say it's otherwise, Al Otoshiyesh Bomaka, the one that has the injury, unoten, manse What's stopping him from putting another foot? So that's a rationale of Shmuel. Her Yochanan says, Al Otoshiyesh The 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 says. That it's it's he puts it on the one that has the injury because we're protecting it from getting hurt. Now Shimon Barba have a meshamesh kamei rab Yochanan So again, Rav Shimon Barba was attending rab Yochanan and he was assisting him taking off his shoes. And what happened? Is, or putting on his shoes? Like it says, What's a way to do it? noel when he puts on his shoe, noel sheli yamin. He puts on the right shoe first. no sa small. The when he um when he takes off his shoes, cholet small vachak cholet yamin and then takes off the right foot. So Amralei Bavlaya Lottaviken, don't do this. Shah Rishun Loy also can. no el when he put on his shoe, no el shall small, they put the left shoe on first. And then after he put on the right shoe, opposite of what we do. Why? Shilotiyan ni red shell yamin pukuma? Cause if I put the right shoe on first. It looked like there's something wrong with my right shoe that I need to put something on to protect it. Ah, so hada amra that seems to support the idea that that the mice in the Gemara, what the Mishnah is describing, is that would put the shoe on the one that had the injury in order to protect it. Uh, so Amrali in bavlayak to so come to come In other words, he said back to him. I'll read Reb Chorbaner Ashima Shapir you, you said correct. V'kamta alamet ha'davar la'bin mishnatino that you've actually. That's indeed. Um, you've the way you've mashma that. Had a amal toshiyam mishesh po The way you've derived. The way you understood the meaning of our mishnah from what I was just explaining to you. You omed met. called in the Bavli because they're from Bavel. So yotzim but now let's just do, do a bit more. It says yotzim but tefillin erev shabbos you can go out wearing tefillin on erev shabbos in chashecha. V'en yotzim besanam asumar erev shabbos in chashecha. Ne'im chashecha means prior to shabbos, not that shabbos has come in. Okay, so both these things are not allowed to wear on Shabbos, both the, both the tefillin and the sandal musuma. But we differentiate with with uh, the items that some allowed to go out close to Shabbos wearing. What's the difference? Why tefillin I can and sandal musuma I cannot? Ma So it says, Because people that wear tefillin during the day are in a habit anyway prior to dark removing the tefillin. So the concern is going to wear it going into Shabbat, whereas and that's not necessarily true people don't you know take off their shoes just as sun's the sun is setting so therefore there's a concern you'll end up wearing it into shabbat itself okay have a good shabbat everyone we'll pick it up from here it's